Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello and welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist, and on today's episode, we are discussing redefining love. I have two things in front of me as I record the show today. One is a book called What is Love by Eten Boritzer, and the other is the song lyrics to What is Love by Hathaway. Now, the song lyrics really give us some insight into why it's so confusing to define love. I will read them because I'm definitely not singing them to y'all. <laughs> what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. For highly sensitive people and so many of us that are healing in the world, what healing becomes is often a redefining of love. I pulled the definitions from Merriam-Webster for the show today, and I looked at the different types of love that we get from the ancient Greeks. So if I go through it very quickly, eros is erotic love. Philia is affectionate love. Storge, I think I'm saying that correctly, is familiar love. Ludus is playful love. Mania, when it comes to love, is considered the obsessive love. Pragma is considered the enduring love. Philosha is the self-love. And agape is selfless love. I think most of us have heard eros and agape, those tend to be what gets referenced. But we hear love referenced in songs and movies, romantic comedies, books, all over. Love often, because humans aren't doing their deep work to get really clear and healthy before they have children, many of us are growing up in family systems that have the definitions of love very twisted. I discussed it on another episode where one of my parents abandoned me between the ages of eight and 10 fully. So I had a lot of awareness that he was abandoning me. My younger siblings didn't have so much awareness. They were still toddlers. 
And what happened there was the adults around me felt like it was really important. Like the worst thing that could possibly happen was Nikki think that her father didn't love her. So what these adults, professionals, school counselors, psychologists, therapists, grandparents, aunts and uncles, all the adults around me tried to convince me that my father loved me deeply and greatly, but that he didn't know how. So early in my healing, it was apparent that I really, because of that and because of other things, had to really redefine what love is. If we look at the definition from Merriam-Webster, love is a strong affection for another, arising out of kinship or personal ties. A strong affection for another that arises. But what if it doesn't arise in a person? When we talk about narcissism, which and narcissism is attracted to high sensitivity, they have low empathy. So it's not a far leap that if someone has low empathy, they also have low love. I just think we don't like naming the reality of that as a people. So what happens if you're born to people that have low love capacity and you're taught that low love is love? Another definition is an attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. Being raised Catholic, I didn't hear a lot about sexual desire and having lovers. There's an S on that word. I wasn't taught that that was okay. Affection based on admiration and common interest, a warm attachment. What do we learn about love if we have an over-smothering maternal attachment? What do we learn about love if we have a cooler, colder maternal attachment? What do we learn about love if no one ever says the word love to us? What happens in that great expanse of nothingness? What do we learn love is if it's not defined at all? Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. The book that I have in front of me, like the song, is also called What is Love? by Etan Boritzer. And he has a whole series of books called What Is? What is Death? I think he has one, What is Faith? I know he has What is Friendship? And they're really affordable books. I think these books are all in the $6 range, brand new. And they're beautiful. They have beautiful illustrations. Etan, E-T-A-N, Boritzer, B-O-R-I-T-Z-E-R. I've had the honor of being in some of his classes. He is a yoga teacher and became an author years ago. So this copy I have in front of me is a signed copy by him. And I'm going to read from his book, What is Love? What is love? 
What does love look like? Is it pink or blue? Or does it have stripes and polka dots? Does love have a taste? Does it taste like a juicy orange or like a chocolate birthday cake? Does love taste like green spinach? What does love feel like? Is it warm and furry like a puppy dog? Or does love feel freezing cold and tingly like a snowstorm in the mountains? Does love have a sound? Does it sound like a little baby laughing or like a big lion roaring in the zoo? Does love have a smell? Does it smell like cookies baking in the oven? Or like a bright red rose in a garden after the rain has stopped? Maybe love is not something you can touch or taste or smell or see or hear. Maybe you can only feel love. Maybe love is a feeling. I don't have the clear definition of what love is for you. I just know that healing means we redefine what love means to us and we clarify the twistiness that we've learned around love. If we were taught to love objects over our spirit, we have to untwist that and learn what it is to love ourselves with depth. If we were taught that love is abandonment, that's what I was taught. We have to look at that and redefine. I had to redefine love as attachment and showing up in my life. And before I did that, I definitely settled for people who didn't show up for me, who didn't know how to show up for me. I didn't know how to pair with love that could show up for me. I had to untwist that. I hope that makes sense. The twistiness of things, that healing is an untwisting. I know that today, because I've done work around the concept of love, I feel more love than I've ever felt, even when I can't describe to you what that is or how that really feels. The best I can do is tell you it feels warm in my body, emanating out from my heart center, from my chest. It feels peaceful in my head. My thoughts can calm. It's a feeling of being held safely that I can give myself and I can allow myself to feel with other safe people. I can feel and accept love into my heart from a healthy person's hug. I can love other people's children in a very appropriate way, even though I've chosen to be a child-free adult woman. And that love feels free and clear without anything negative or guilty or heavy. I can love the sunset. I can love my failures and what I learn from them. I can stay with myself. I can even stay with and love other people more fully while they're in pain or process. I can love the journey. And that's such a better place to be than loathing or fearing the journey. If I had to sum up this show and this experience in one sentiment, I hope Emotional Badass is helping you learn to love yourself more fully and helping you take the parts that work for you and leave the rest so that you can redefine and untwist what needs new definitions and untwisted straight clarity in your life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Please keep those five-star reviews coming. They help more than I can describe to you. Today, I want to give some shout outs to a few of you who have left reviews. Ambie Elizabeth, thank you so much. I, I hope you're breathing, sweet woman. 
Needs more funk. I mean, what a name that (laughs) I love some good old funk. Yes, the world needs more funk. Thank you for listening and crying tearfully with me. And am I happy? I want to thank you too. And thank you for sharing with your world. You guys are truly my marketing team. I appreciate you. I'm Nikki Eisenhower. I will see you next time. Take care of yourself till then. This is Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.